everyone. Welcome back. I'm Becca. I'm Kels. And you're watching Disney Channel. You're... <laughs> Hell um, yeah. You, you can... Oh, you can yeah, go... hi. Hello. <laughs> it, is, it is me. I'm Kels. My pronouns are... They, them, they, she. Someone called me he the other day, and I felt something, and we're just gonna ignore that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, my pronouns are confused. So, <laughs> and because it's lesbian week starting tomorrow, uh, my favorite lesbian in Star Wars uh, is Bo-Katan Kreese. Uh I know... She's not officially lesbian, but she is officially a lesbian, and you can't tell me otherwise. But uh, of canon lesbians, I do like Bella and Cinta, so. That's so real. Um, hi, my name is Becca. <laughs> my pronouns are she, her, and my favorite lesbian, I have many, but my I had to pick three because I'm <laughs> insane, but Trilla Sanduri... Um, the armor and Bo-Katan Kreese. Also, I was also thinking, I also do want to mention, like, Vel and Cinta, because they are, like, canon. <laughs> the actual canon lesbians so, like, we love Star them. Wars. I can't wait to see more of them in Andor, but I just wanted to make it known that we love them, and we can't wait to see their lesbianism grow. Lesbianism. Real. Um... I decided to take it upon myself just to quick give a little little thing about Lesbian Visibility Week because I think it's important to learn, especially if you're not a lesbian. <laughs> so, um, Lesbian Visibility Week is April 24th to April 30th, and according to Yahoo Lifestyle, it was oh, first God. celebrated in 1990 in West Hollywood. It was conceived out of frustrations from lesbians in the area over the higher visibility of lgbtq men than lgbtq women and to recognize the unique struggles that lesbians face and i think that is so real and so during lesbian visibility week we will be visible celebrate lesbians <laughs> send a lesbian I, some money i will be visible for one week only for only only one week day two and then we disappear again <laughs> we're actually not here we don't. We, we, we only we, exist for one week, and then yeah, we're gonna we're, we'll show up tomorrow, and then we go back into hiding, and then during Pride Month we come back out, and then yeah. we go back into hiding again. Yeah, but then we come back out for Disability Pride Month, <laughs> and then and then there's Trans Week that I always forget about. So there's there's moments where we get to have our time to be seen, and then most of the time they're like, no, yeah, most of the time we're no like, visibility, lesbians question mark. In my Star Wars, sounds fake. I think all Star Wars should be lesbians. <laughs> Han Solo lesbian. When? He is, though. He's real. <laughs> he him lesbian. Real. Real. <laughs> oh, okay. Y yeah, Kels, is your point Kels is currently stimming. The trans... We are really bad at transitioning from topic to topic, even with our little, like, thing in front of us to look at. Yeah. Because sometimes it's hard to, like, do that segue, but Kels has some stories to tell. I did 
go to the, the celebration. I'm still suffering from jet lag. Um, <laughs> I'm also tipsy. So <laughs> right now? <laughs> so this is just a really fun time to be me right now. Uh, <laughs> this isn't the first time that one of us has not been sober during a podcast recording. I just never would mention it. I just do I- it. <laughs> Felt ballsy, so I mentioned it. Um, You're surreal. Uh, at the celebration, I was in the same room as canonical lesbian Ray Skywalker. So that's everything to me. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I I was there when Daisy Ridley was announced to come back, and I do have a video of me screaming, which is one reason why I lost my voice because I did scream a lot. Um. I cosplay canonical bisexual. I mean, not really canonical bisexual, but she's bisexual. Zeriel Barin. Um, and not only did I do that, I was also, like, at the High Republic panel filmed while in it. And then at the High Republic meetup, Lydia Kang, who wrote Cataclysm, like, saw me. And my friend Isabella, who is just as fun, too, and was like, and kept pointing at us and was like, stay hey, there, I want a picture. So the fact that an author that wrote a Star Wars sought me out several times over the weekend. Because the next day she saw us and got excited and ran through security to like come say hi to us. And, like, and I'm like, I'm being perceived and recognized by people. This is weird. But back to the High Republic panel i won't go fully into detail because we'll go into this later with projects we're excited for but i was in the room when vernestra Rowe was announced was gonna be in the acolyte and we all had a core moment where we all just collectively lost our minds for like five minutes straight like i don't think any of us were functioning whatsoever there were no thoughts i was just sobbing maggie had to redo her makeup because she cried so much it just smeared everything (laughs) it was it was it was a lot i will go into that further later uh because the acolyte is the only show ever but What else? I got kidnapped by Lucasfilm. Uh, That's it. Not clickbait. It's not clickbait. It actually happened. For real. I did get kidnapped by Lucasfilm. (laughs) So at the comics panel, Ethan Sachs, who writes the Bounty Hunters comics. Ethan Sachs, I love you. I'm sorry I have not read Bounty Hunters yet. I'm terrible. But I am a fan of like adjacent because all of my friends are fans so i feel like i understand what's going on i don't but i feel like i know because they all talk about it so like you know i'm a fanish this is when i was ochi so (laughs) sorry i have allergies um so i feel like i feel like i'm not making any sense right now but so we were, before the comics panel, Ethan Sachs sought us out and was like, after the panel, I want us to take a photo at the front afterwards. And we're like, okay. So after the panel, we all go down to, like, go get our picture taken. And who's there but fucking Matt Martin, who is, like, 
in the Lucasfilm story group and is like super high up. And we're all like, what are you doing here? He's like, follow me. And we're like, but we thought we were taking a photo. He's like, yeah, we are. But follow me. And we're like, okay. And he leads us through the convention and takes us backstage behind the live stage. <laughs> None of us know what's going on. For all we know, we could have just been taken out back to get shot because we just would follow this man anywhere. Oh so God. we're behind the live stage in a place where we shouldn't be, but we are because Matt Martin brought us back there. And no one questioned why we're back there because we're there with Matt Martin. And, <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, my team's at lunch. Are you guys chill with waiting here? And we're like, yeah. You just brought us to a place we're not supposed to be. Of course we'll chill back here. So we took photos with um, Ethan Sachs. And then he was like, oh, yeah, we can just interview all of you for StarWars.com. And I was like, okay. So then I filled out a form that, like, gave them permission to use my stuff. So, like, I can't sue them because they're, you know, they're. Disney, they have to like do like they're really extra about the release forms thing, you know. <laughs> so no one can sue them for using footage. But <laughs> I was interviewed while holding the Ochi mask in my hand. He looks like I decapitated him because he's just chilling in my arm. And I, was, I am waiting for this footage to be released by Star Wars oh, I can't because wait. it's literally just me holding a decapitated I head. I can't wait. That's such an Ochi moment, BD, though. With BD-1 in my other hand, just like... At one point, they asked me who my favorite Star Wars character is and why, and I panicked and said Wedge Antilles because I felt it was not a good time to go into my trauma as to why I love Anakin Skywalker so much. <laughs> so I panicked was like, Wedge Antilles! And after this, they're like, oh, my team's back. We can take photos. They lead us in to take photos where they take all the celebrities' photos after they've been on the live stage. Like, the exact spot. And then this professional photographer just takes my photos, and I'm like, what is happening? Nothing feels real anymore, but okay. And then afterwards, he's like, let me give you your email so I can send you the photos afterwards. I thought I would just get, like, mine. No! I have access to this album of photos that feels illegal to have, because it's all of these unreleased photos of, like, celebrities that I just have access to. Uh. And I'm like... What I would do. I have I have illegal information right now. This doesn't feel like I should have this, but like I do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what I would do to see all of those photos. <laughs> yeah. There's some really cute photos of Cameron Monaghan in it, and he's adorable, and I'm like, you little But yeah. Um That was a lot happened, but that was those were some of the the big ones. I guess is that Lydia Kang knows I exist, and so does Serena Cordova, who wrote Convergence, who also knows I exist, and kept retweeting and reposting all of my Ziri photos. And I'm like, I've been perceived, and now I've just been like, everyone calls me Ziri because we don't have official art, so I just am the in real life Ziri Albaran at this point. So as you should be when you when you read Convergence, just it's me. That's <laughs> just picture Kels. It's just me, <laughs> which works because she's the token white person. Oh my god, <laughs> Kels! <laughs> oh my god, 
So much more happened this weekend, but that's what I did meet Hayden Christensen. Yeah, how could you not talk about that? And you met so many like celebrities. I need to. I want to like hear every story ever. I had a five minute conversation with Dennis Lawson. It's just the way you said it. <laughs> okay, so he, so it's the second day. And, like, I'm waiting in line, um, and he was late, but it's okay. He's 75. He can take his time. Oh and God. so I'm, I'm standing in line, like, with my Aftermath book to get signed, and I'm surrounded by, like, 50-year-old men, and they're, like, Legends X-Wings books, and I'm, like, some of them, I'm, like, I like Wedge in a very different way than you all do, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> and so the family in front of me, and they got up to him. They wanted him. So his te- his call sign is red two, but they mixed it up and thought it was red three. And so they got up to him. And so, like, I'm standing there, like, shaking with my book. And I'm like, I'm about to be perceived by this man. It's fine. And they're having this conversation with him. And, they're, and he's like, red three. Are we sure I'm red three? At this point, I just butt in. And I'm like, no, it's because you're red two. And the, this man looks me right in the eyes, points at me, and it's like, finally, someone who knows what's going on. And oh I'm my like, god. I'm being perceived. House, you know what's going on. You know everything. <laughs> and I was and I was like, yeah. And he's like, what even is my character's name? And I was like, I don't know. I think it's maybe Wedge Antilles. He's like, yeah, I don't know anymore. And I'm like, are we bantering? It's not even my turn. The family goes. I get up there. I have my Wedge Antilles flight school shirt on. And he's like, nice shirt. And I'm like, thanks. And I hand him the book. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, apparently you've read this. That's what I've heard. And he looks and he's like, I've never seen this book in my life. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's so... I was just like, that's well, Wedge is, Wedge is in it. And he's like, okay. That's that's everything. That is, that's the best response I could have ever... And then he starts signing it. And I take pictures of him with my Wedge figure, because I can. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll see you later. And he's like, okay, see you then. And I'm like... Ah! And then later, my friend Ash went to meet him, and apparently he remembered me! Oh my god. He was like, oh yeah, the ginger! And I'm like, ah! <laughs> You're like, that's me! That's me! You're, you're just I the ginger pers- from now on. I was perceived by Dennis Lawson, and he had remembered me! Also, Gwendolyn Christie leaned into me in the photo we took with her, and she smiled at me. Oh, that's so Hayden iconic. Christensen smiled at me. Dennis Lawson says that I know what's going on. Ah! <laughs> I, the fact that you met Gwendolyn Christie... Yeah. I probably I probably would have been shaking like I I was I probably would have like my knees would not be able to I was like I was like Sir Brienne <laughs> like Queen let me bow down to you oh my god yeah that was my uh, ramble <laughs> of that was the the uh, uh, t- TED talk cliff notes of celebration. <laughs> 
look at my Twitter if you want full updates because I slightly updated it slightly. It's it's chaos, but you know it's it's there. (laughs) If people listen to this podcast and don't expect our Twitters to be chaotic, then they shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Um, Becca has convention plans. I'm going to Fan Expo Philly in June during Pride Month to meet Bestie Katie. When we're visible. I will probably lose it. Um, I have a photo op and an autograph with her. I'm very excited. I might meet, um, Dobby's VA or... Zuko's VA. I haven't decided yet because I don't have a lot of money, so I have to pick one or the other. <laughs> I'm very excited, and that's all I have right now, except for I'm trying to figure out like mobility aid stuff. I'm trying to get a walker, so fingers crossed. Becca gets her walker. That's it. That's the only convention things I can talk about because it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> Real <laughs> ASMR with Kels. <laughs> Sorry, trigger warning. <laughs> You're stimming again. I, they I am. They can't see. I know. It's fine. Anyway, we asked the people on the Twitter for questions for us to, to answer. And Danny, who was on our podcast at one point, I can't remember which one, but she, she was on it. Uh, asked for the, the oh pride, okay. Yeah. Was for the top three projects we are excited for. Um, first off, because I'm a mentally ill twenty something, uh, Young Jedi Adventures is everything to me. Um, that show will fix me. Like, for for real, I will be I will be fixed by that. Um. So stream it on May 4th. I don't care if it's a show that's meant for toddlers. I will eat up every second of that show. (laughs) True serotonin. It'll be Star Wars that will not hurt me because it's aimed for toddlers. It'll be pure joy. And it's nubbed, which will be (laughs) Deep Bradley Baker's most iconic (laughs) Star Wars role, nubs. (laughs) I love that little blue gremlin so much it's honestly embarrassing but it's it's fine that's so valid though (laughs) what is star Um, wars if not blue gremlins persevering exactly and d bradley baker slaying um and then the other okay i'll combine these two ish slightly because um two celebration things that came out Quinlan Ross is coming back! He's getting a comic! I think in June? I think this one's coming out? I don't remember. July? I don't know. It's coming out at some point. But I was... I went to this panel because all my friends were going, so I wasn't expecting anything. But I ended up winning because Quinlan's coming back. And it's the way that everyone knew it was me screaming in that room. <laughs> like, That's so they, funny. They announced it, and I just started screaming, and all of my friends who were not sitting by me were like, yep, that was Kels. <laughs> That's so... The same thing happened in <laughs> the comics panel when 
when Ethan Sachs revealed more Infernal Squad panels, and I screamed, and he said later on when he saw me, he's like, no, I, I knew that was you screaming, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Thanks, Ethan. He's like, yeah, I knew. As soon as I was going to show those panels, I knew you'd lose your mind, and then you did, and then I, it all was well. And I was like, cool, this is what I'm known for. <laughs> Thanks. Speaking of Ethan Sachs, um, he did sign my Bounty Hunters uh, Inferno Squad covers. So I was like, can you sign over Gideon's face because he doesn't deserve rights? And he's like, I'll do one better, and proceeded to write jerk oh over my God. it because jerk he knows what he did fuck gideon has um we are gideon has haters um he doesn't deserve any rights um if you know you know if you don't uh, battlefront 2 watch watch the playthrough or play the game unless you're like me i can't play games so i just watch the playthroughs but anyway uh <clears throat> so equivalent's coming back wedge and tilly's it's coming back i was backstage <laughs> This is when we were kidnapped. I'm still trying to figure out where I am. And suddenly, my phone starts, like, blaring. Because everyone's like, Dennis Lawson is going to be in Visions. Not only is Dennis in Visions, he's playing Wedge Antilles in Visions. Meaning, I'm getting Wedge Antilles back at Wedge Antilles' flight school. Which is the one thing I have wanted from Star Wars is his flight school, and it's gonna be in a Visions episode. I kid you not, I collapsed backstage and start heaving to the point where Matt Martin thought I was having a medical emergency, and my friend Hayden said, "Like, oh no, they're 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 having a moment. They're fine. Wedge, Wedge is coming back. This is they just they just seem to be dramatic for a second. And Matt's like, uh, okay, great." <laughs> and I'm I'm just on the ground like heaving. It's fine. Uh yeah, so I got my two boys are coming back. I won. You did everyone win. wishes everyone wishes they were me. Um and then the other thing, the top thing I am most excited for is uh the Acolytes. Um I have been waiting for this show since it was announced because it's the High Republic. Um but to be able to so I was in the showcase panel when they like announced everything. And so we got to see the trailer. And then, so Leslie came out. So, so I got to see Leslie twice, the showrunner. I got to see her at the showcase panel where she definitely has to be slightly more professional about it and kind of like speak to a broader audience about it type thing. And, you know, be like more general about it. And it's like, it's going to be really, really good. Um, but then she showed up at the High Republic panel with a bunch of High Republic fans. And that's when she just started fangirling. And this is how I know we are in good hands. She is a fan of the High Republic and so even though, like, the Acolyte takes place, like, 200-ish years after where we are in the High Republic books, she still wants to, like, honor all of the stuff that the authors have been doing. And she's just like, I'm a, I love your work. I'm a huge fan. I want to make sure to, like, you guys enjoy all of this. I'm like, oh, we are in good hands. And then, and then she's like, oh, yeah. And uh, I get to tell you, Bernestra Rowe's going to be in it. And that's when we all died. Not only is Vanessa Rowe in it, she is played by Leslie's wife, and I'm just like, gay people, real. <laughs> you had to be there. You really just had to be there. None of us, none of us were functioning whatsoever. 
but Acolyte, only show ever. Uh, Lucasfilm, invite me. I will I will go with Ziri. I will be in real life Ziri at the Acolyte premiere. Lucasfilm, invite cows. You're not listening, but <laughs> invite cows. Maybe Maybe they are. Swagman did slide into my DMs the other day, so... Swagman, <laughs> invite <laughs> Kels. <laughs> you need to be. Anyway, what are you excited for? I'm talking too much. Um. Okay, so the first thing I want to mention is not something I'm necessarily like over the moon excited for, but it's something I'm curious about, which is unfortunately the Ahsoka show only because of Thrawn and Thrawn only. It's I'm just so like. I'm so curious as to what they're going to do with his story because I'm scared <laughs> and he looks like Elon Musk and <laughs> that one picture that I saw, I'm not going to say much cor- about it. because <laughs> Apparently people say he looks better in person. Okay. People who were at the panel said he looks better. Because in that- And if, if Eli says he looks good, I trust it. I trust, I trust yeah, Eli. I trust Eli. I just, I don't trust Dave Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm excited to see Thrawn and hopefully get some ascendancy like a mention a single mention about the ascendancy is all like I will be over the moon excited if I get a little little moment like that I'm excited for the Ray Skywalker movie because Ray Skywalker is everything and she is the moment and toxic fanboys are mad about it and that makes me love it even more because she's everything to me um i'm also excited for jedi survivor even though trilla's <laughs> definitely not gonna be in it but i can't play the game i don't think maybe on my sister's girlfriend's xbox because they have the newer one but i'm still excited to see where the story goes i'm reading battle scars right now slowly but surely i finally finished death note manga and i know i said i was gonna read lost stars <laughs> After that, Kels, but I really wanted to read Battle Scars before the game came out because I know I'm going to see spoilers, but I'm really excited for that because Jedi Fallen Order is everything to me. And if I get even a single Trilla mention in the game, I'll lose it. I'm already reading, I'm like not even that far into the book, and I already got a Trilla mention. I was like, oh my god. So I'm really excited for that. I'm also excited for Andor season two, but I'm kind of perplexed because Kino, 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 I thought you died. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was perplexed by that, but those are like some of the main, I'm excited for everything because I'll watch everything and I'll consume eh. everything as long as I'm financially able to. I am also very excited because, like, the director, uh, the other movie they announced that I'm excited for is so the director of Indiana Jones 5. He's directing, like, a movie that takes place, like, thousands, like, 20,000 years before. And when he described it, he's like, it's basically like, it's the first Jedi to ever use the Force. And it's, he described it as, like, a biblical epic. Yes. And I'm like, oh. That sounds really that, cool. That one's gonna be good. That's so gonna I'm, be good. Yeah, I'm excited for that one, too. I'm excited for these movies coming out. I really hope... I really hope It'd that... It'd be great if they brought out Dark <laughs> Squadron! <laughs> I was gonna say, I really hope...
gets his redemption, but I understand if Jabba does not want to be in Star Wars ever again because of how they treated him. Finn deserves yeah. that Jedi arc that he was supposed to have in the sequels and well, then didn't. I mean, the, the, the Rey movie is directed by a woman, so I do have hope that she'll do it well. And that, like, maybe... and I, Well, I think he, like, Oscar Isaac, I think they both said, like, if they, like, like the direction it's going and the director, they might consider... And I feel like considering it's a woman doing it and it's not J.J. Abrams, they might, and depending on what her plans are, they might Mm -hmm. come back. So fingers crossed. I really want them to come back. I love, I love the sequel trio. I'm a sequels girly. I, I love them so much. They are everything to me and they deserve more to their story than like what they got, especially Finn and Poe. And not even just because of the queer baiting, like, just set, like, ship aside, both of them, especially in The Rise of Skywalker, I just didn't like, like, the Spice Runner thing with Poe, I'm like, like, why? Like, why? And Finn, literally feeling Rey die, like, like, 100% confirming he is Force-sensitive, and then not doing anything with it. Lego Star Wars confirmed. He is Force I haven't watched Lego Star Wars yet. I've watched like two episodes of one Lego Star Wars thing. I need to consume it. But I It was the it was this Christmas special, the Star Wars the Life Day one. Yeah, I definitely have not seen that. No, yeah, because like the reason why because it's it's Ray going back use it she's use I can't remember what it is. She's using something to kind of travel back in time to like she, she wants to train Finn well, but she doesn't know how because she doesn't have the resources. Mm-hmm. So she goes back in time to, like, look at all of these, like, Jedi Masters and apprentices so she can, like, learn to teach him. And, yeah. It's some, like, life day miracle thing. And she, ha- and she almost gets stuck in back in time and has to get back to the present. It's really cute. Oh, my gosh. Lego Star Wars pulls through. Lego <laughs> Star What's the Life Day special? Yeah, and the I, Halloween special and the beach special. I need to watch I need to sit down and really like watch all of it. And I I also have never seen the Star Wars Christmas special, but I know that it's bad, but I I know that Leia sings because I watched that clip. <laughs> but I wanna watch it so bad. I heard it's really bad. It's bad. We don't talk about it. I I just I think it'd be really funny. Okay. Listen, I need to watch everything, including like the early like Clone Wars thing. I think I watched like a couple clips from it and I was like did like I think in like the first episode or whatever, they were like Anakin and Obi didn't Anakin eat like weird bugs or something? Yeah. I was like I will say, yeah, like Clone Wars t- 2003 or whatever. Yeah, I think 2003. That's like peak Grievous. Grievous is terrifying. Man, like, th- that is Grievous at his peak. And I'm like, Clone Wars, you didn't pull through with this. Why is he not freaky? Why is he not? But, you know. He he, he just likes to cough and he just, twirl his lips. He just has asthma. <laughs> asthma rep. <laughs> Justice for Grievous. Um, for real. Do you want to read the next Twitter question or do you want me to? 
Uh, you can. I'll do it. Okay. Does Dave Filoni know what gay people are? Well, considering it feels like the only Star Wars book he's read is Aftermath, I would say yes, because Sindri Rathbeel is. Besides that, I don't know. I would say no. <laughs> Dave Filoni doesn't... He doesn't... He doesn't... He... He... No. He just no. I think... I don't... No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> if, if Eli Vanto, like the correct version of Eli Vanto, isn't in the Ahsoka show, then the answer is definitely no. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Or since you're about the, uh, let me tell you, when I saw the Ahsoka trailer and Mon Mothma, my first thought was, oh my god, Sinjir Rathiel is? Because at this point, Sinjir is her personal assistant at this point in canon. So I'm like, okay, because like, I will, actually, I'll go into that when we get into Mando season three slots. <laughs> I will wait. <laughs> Fine. Are you sure? Yes, I will wait. <laughs> Alright, final question, which is specifically for Kels. <laughs> um, Leah asks, what Star Wars couples, besides Fontu and Ziri, are Ariel and Eric coded? She asked this because... Well, okay, so I just finished The Little Mermaid 2023 novelization which is, like, the novelization of the 2023 movie, which... <gasps> anyway, um, reading it, I'm like, this is just Ziri and Fawn, too. That's what this is. So, and what I know... What's funny is that Leah asked this question, and the only other couple I could think of is Izzy and Jules. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> from, from, um... Oh, God, what's it called? Um, A Crash of Fate. Which, funny enough, is also written by Zareta Cordova, who is also known as a Little Mermaid fan. <laughs> so I think just all of her couples just are Ariel and Eric Coden. That's valid. <laughs> because, because when she was on RuPaul's, one of the how she introduced herself was that she's like, I'm a Star Wars fan and a Little Mermaid fan, and that's all you need to know. And I'm like, suddenly, Ziri and Fawn 2's entire relationship makes so much sense <laughs> not only that she's also writing a little mermaid book that's out in august so i will be reading because zarita cordova understands me as a star wars little mermaid fan we understand each other <laughs> um yeah so she just needs to kind of throw a fiery little redhead and everything she does which is what ziri is ziri and ariel are yeah and then fontu and eric are yeah they're <laughs> But Izzy, Izzy and Jules, Izzy and Jules are also very, very Ariel and Eric coded to the point where they had a makeout session underwater at one point. So, I mean, yeah, there it is. I don't know. Yeah. See, I don't know anything about either couple, so I just trust. <laughs> Kels is the gospel for this stuff, so I just kind of trust what Kels says, and I will follow blindly. <laughs> Anyway, support Little Mermaid 2023. Yes, I'm so excited to see it. It's gonna be life changing. I'm so excited to see it. Um, Hallie, Hallie's gonna change the world. So is Jonah. Um, his Eric is 
<laughs> Gender envy? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I don't know if I want to be with I want to be with him or if I want to be him. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's. I, I I was gonna say that's so real, but I've said that I think at least like a thousand times already. <laughs> I lo- it's like my new like stem. <laughs> I say it all the like I'm kidding not. I'm always saying real or that's so real. It's bad. Yeah. It's Just really- one thing you need to know about me is one reason I thought I was straight for so long was because of Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. I loved him so much because he's the only man ever. And then Jonah's Eric just adds so much more. I will not go into it because it's spoilers, but like. <laughs> anyway <laughs> he makes me believe that certain men deserve rights anyway uh Man- mando mando wait 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 i have oh i have something oh it's that thing oh, oh, oh. that's highlighted oh i i just the- couldn't read that because of the highlight sorry okay, well, here you go. <laughs> um i had to mention this because it's it's just like a little factoid that we all found out together on Twitter, and is that Elon Musk likes the Bad Batch, and so my brain is thinking, like, if like, if who would his favorite character be, and I think the answer would be either Tech or Crosshair, and- My, my brain was like, Tech. That makes me want to, like, that makes me literally want to die because they're my favorites. But I'm thinking, I'm like, does he only watch- because he only, like- does he only watch the Bad Batch? Has he seen the Clone Wars and Rebels? No, just the Bad Batch. That's the only Star Wars thing he watches. And I'm just so, like... I'm so, I'm, I'm, like, so curious. I want to... I don't want to pick his brain, but I kind of do want to... I want to know... I'm like, why do I want to know Elon Musk's thoughts on this? I also feel like I don't want to. I really don't, but it's so interesting. Like, everyone was like... Some people were saying, I thought this was fake. I'm like, no, it's real. Because I, sur- I saw it on Instagram. So I follow um, a Star Wars, like, Stan Instagram account. And they posted it. And I'm like, there's no way this is real. And so I looked from... I, I investigated on my own. I searched it. I went on Elon Musk Twitter. I searched it. And there are two Bad Batch tweets. One where he said he was excited for season two... And then the one where he said that the Bad Batch is good or whatever he said. And I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Elon Musk, Bad Batch Stan, real. If he, if he has another kid, he's going to name his kid Tech. I'm calling it now and I'm going to hate it. That's what this podcast episode Elon Musk, Bad Batch Stan, real. <laughs> he, I'm like, that makes me like not want to like the Bad Batch. <laughs> I mean, there's already, like, issues with the Bad Batch, which... We're not gonna get into all of that! (laughs) Like, we know Elon doesn't care about that stuff. Um, I... Just, the thought of Elon having favorite Star Wars characters makes me nervous. (laughs) I don't... But he he likes them in such a manly way. Yeah, such a Elon Musk way. Yeah, where he doesn't understand Crosshair like we do. Even oh my god, like, I I do not want Elon Musk perceiving Crosshair at all. It's already hard enough for me myself and I to perceive Crosshair, which makes me go insane. 
Might I? You know what? I am excited. Also, I'm excited to see Crosshair and Omega interact because Bad Batch has its final season. You know what? That's good. I want it to end. Yeah. <laughs> it might sound like an, some people may disagree with me, but like with all the issues with the show, I'm like, it, it's. I think it's. I told my mom even. I was like, it feels like a third season would be perfect, and then they end it, and exactly what they did, and I accidentally manifested that. So if you didn't want that, I'm sorry. I manifested it. Um, I just hope that Crosshair and Omega don't get hurt, but, like, I am, I'm, I'm interested to see what's gonna happen with the final season, but I also don't have, like, high hopes in terms of, like, the issues, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know, but shout out to the, to the, 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 um, celebration employee person who when we were in line for the comics panel we were like outside the stage where they were showing the trailer and so she just like opened the curtain that's so, so we could watch that's so real you're a real one that's we so- love you so i did get to see the trailer even though i wasn't in the panel you know what i i saw the trailer too and i wasn't even at star wars celebration i saw the high quality yes. version of the trailer well, i was looking at it i'm like Crosshair looks so, like, the lighting makes him look so bad. (laughs) He looks so extra pathetic, and I do love my men pathetic. He looked- Look at Axel Grey looks. That man is pathetic, and I love him. Like, he looked even more pasty than normal. (laughs) He's just going through it. I, like, I can't even imagine being at Celebration and seeing all those things being announced. I, like- you know, Fax Guy messaged me, and he's like, I wish you could have been in the room when Thrawn, when all the Thrawn stuff happened. I'm like, I probably would have passed out. Like, I kid you not. I almost passed out several times. Like, literally, I probably, like, almost, like, like squeezed Maggie's hand off several times. Because there would be times where stuff would be announced, and I would start squeezing her hand to the point where she's like, my hand hurts. <laughs> She's like, hold on, can you just let go? I need to, like, stretch my hand out for a second because I was, like, squeezing so hard. I would be the the same way. Whenever I'm at conventions in general, like, I turn into, like, a different breed of human. Like, I don't function like a normal person. I'm literally just insane for, like, ten hours. Yeah, it's, yeah. (laughs) Running on empty. Literally, yeah, just no thoughts, just chaos. Oh my god. So now we're at the part of the podcast where Becca is probably going to go literally insane. I'm Becca. Um, but th- this is the Mando section. Um, because so I we asked what people want us to talk about, and people's, a lot of people were talking about, do Mandalorian Season 3, do the armor, armor Katan, Bo-Katan. I'm like, I'm already going to be talking about all of, I already planned on talking about all that, so this is endorsed by Claire, Liv, and Anna. You all know who you are. Um, huh. Okay. Okay. Mando's- do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. <laughs> well, you collect your thoughts. <laughs> As I was going to say earlier, <laughs> but then I decided to wait for the Mando segment. Um, after, uh, anyway, if if everyone says Aftermath is bad, then why do the Aftermath fans keep losing? Winning. We're winning. We're not losing. We're winning. Losing. Um, <laughs> we keep winning. Um, because, so, I got to watch the first ten minutes of episode 
seven that was it yeah seven i think it was it was second to last episode so i got to watch the first 10 minutes of the episode at celebration and like literally as soon as the shadow council showed up I lost my shit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And like, so we saw, you know, we saw Brendel Hux. My first thought was, where the fuck is Ray Sloan? Yeah. Where, where is was... she? Ray Sloan is there because she's with Brendel right now. And I'm like. Like, why am I not? I read the first Aftermath book. So. Where, the fu- where the fuck is Ray Sloan? She's, she's a part of the she's, Shadow She's Council. the blueprint. Like. Where the and then my other thought was like, I mean, <clears throat> we don't like him, but I was like, wouldn't Gideon Hask be on this council or like somewhere in it because there's not a lot of people in the Empire, but he's still a part of it. I mainly want Hask to show up because then that means the other two show up, and I just want Infernal Squad to show up everywhere. Anyway, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, there's like all of these little aftermath references that keep showing up because clearly the only book that dave has read is aftermath but at the same time he still retcons part of it but that uh, it's whatever <laughs> that was just the whole cop vanth and freetown thing yeah. but i'll let i'll let that slide but yeah he's read aftermath which means he knows about Sinjir is, which means will Sinjir be in ahsoka i don't know if he is in ahsoka i will be the most unbearable person in the planet because oh my god that's my little gay boy on screen but yeah, uh, Singer, not Singer, uh, Cobb Vanth was the beginning, and then the aftermath takeover is gonna happen. It's, it's, it, trust. <laughs> so, Hashtag trust. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> but I got aftermath crumbs. Um, there was no Elia Kane in the finale, and that made me sad, because I miss her. I miss my little evil lady. Um, she needs to come back. Um, I want her to do evil things. I need her to take over because Gideon is hopefully dead. Um, because he's a great character, but I feel like we've kind of just done everything we can with him. Yeah. So, um, plus it'd be nice if something in Mando, if people in Mando stayed dead. Um, because they have a thing with resurrecting everyone. And I'm like, okay, uh, we've already done the fake death thing with Gideon several times. So I think we're done. I think he's done. Yeah. Let let Elia Kane become the main villain. Like, because I want I love when women are evil and sexy. <laughs> I like what I didn't understand is how like because you you mentioned her, so I thought about that specific episode with Doctor Pershing. I'm like, they showed this happening to him, and then just don't. S- yeah, say and then they mentioned it passing there, and I was like, but. But what, is he dead? Like, or, like, his, is he just, his mind, is, is he just insane? I want to know. I want to see I, him be insane. Yeah. I I, I have questions, Dave. Uh, or, John. What? Mm, I don't know. Mm. But Elia Kane's sexy, so. <laughs> Your turn! <laughs> Well, so I'll piggyback off of the Shadow Council thing, because when I was watching that and I heard the Thrawn mention, I literally went psycho-crazy insane. Um, I was like, Thrawn, and Moff Gideon's like, I don't really care about Thrawn because he's not here. And I'm like, you know what? Me too, bitch! That's so real. This random beef between him and Thrawn is really funny for no- cause, But it makes sense. Why would Thrawn show up to but a political makes, meeting? It, it, 
it makes it so funny though. Gideon's just like, we don't need Thrawn. But if Gideon was still alive and like Thrawn came back, he's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Thrawn would <laughs> like Thrawn would so not funny. know who Gideon like, is. He would not. He would not know anything. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't know who you are. Why do you have beef with me? Do we even like get information as to like Moff Gideon's role like before the f- like? No, because John doesn't know how to write backstories. I really want to know like what his role was before. Get, okay, uh, Moff Gideon comic run. Yeah, I, need I to would know. enjoy that. I'm really curious. Pre Mando Moff Gideon comic series when we need a lot of like pre Mando content it, i think it would help bridge the gap for some of the like yeah little bits and pieces of information that we get with the where there are if i feel like i'm asking more questions and i don't like doing yeah. that i like having my solid answers and knowing everything all the time um i will say seeing lizzo in the mandalorian was that everything epi- to me. that was my favorite episode people were complaining about that episode and i'm like it's literally a clone wars episode in live action it was it's a clone so, wars episode <laughs> it was so good I she literally got to see Jake Darren become Ochia Bastoon and kick droids. He, I was thriving. Really I re- I don't know. Am I biased because I got to watch that episode in a in a room full of gay people and all of us cheering? Maybe. But I have not had that much fun watching a Star Wars episode in a long time. Like, just it was pure vibes. Ex Wolves came back to oh us he God. finally finished shitting on the toilet and came back to us and like we all lost our minds i got like an anakin mention a dooku mention um we're just kicking droids around and it was really funny Din and just has no thoughts going on lizzo got to like hold grogu which is i know was all she's ever wanted to do in her life like christopher lloyd was evil it was it was amazing. I love that episode. It was a really cute episode. I don't it know. was, and it was really nice after all the, the pain that came afterwards. You're and, like, you know what? I needed some fun. And Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, dark saber, Bo-Katan fighting Axwolves as she should. <laughs> because and you know what? Speaking of dark saber, Bo-Katan flying into battle, taking out the dark saber. I was on the plane. I screamed watching that episode, and I had to try and sit there. And not have a reaction. I'm like, I have something just awoke inside of me, but I, I can't react ooh. because I am on a plane right now. But ooh, I, this was Bo-Katan season. Can do yeah. The sexiest thing a woman can do is go into battle on a jetpack and lead a bunch of mandos with the dark saber with her girlfriend right next to her. I was like, this is I it, what I don't care. Was the finale weird? Yeah. But you know what? In that instance, I won. Not only that, when she was fighting Moff Gideon, did she have to make all of those, like, noises? Yes, her battle crisis. Did, did I... she have to just roar? No. Katie. But she did Katie knew what she was doing. For the gaze. She did it for the gaze. And I felt fed. So you know what? Who cares if all the other, if everything else made sense? I still won. I... I actually, like, did really enjoy the finale. Um, first of all, uh, I, I'm yeah, trying I to hold- I enjoyed it. I just still have some questions yeah. that shouldn't be questions, but that's on John not knowing how to yeah. write things, so. I, I'm gonna hold back on Armor Katan until I'm done with regular Mando Season 3 thoughts, because I have a lot to say about them, but 
Um, seeing, like, Bo-Katan fight Moff Gideon and then losing the Darksaber was important. I loved it so much. I'm like... The Darksaber is gone. She Rest doesn't in peace. need this weapon to lead. Like, she is a good leader, and I think she needed to realize that. She was like, the only way that, like, I can lead people and people see me as a good leader is if I have this little thing to wave around. And she doesn't need it. Because she's a great leader without it. And they're all, literally at the end, they're all like, yeah, from Mandalore, bestie, we trust you. And that's so real. And Grogu, using the Force, doing the fire thing, doing his canon thing and his when season he, one when thing. He, when he did the, when they all did the knee the slide. Knees, yes. Grogu did the knee slide. They all like, did it. At like, like, one after the other. I'm like. I was like, look at, look at these gay parents and their son. That's Just, what I'm saying. They're co-parenting Grogu. They're, they they're are not together, but they're co-parenting. They are. They're, it's literally like when a gay man and a lesbian have a child and they just co-parent. It's li- no, they are literally, they are literally canon Luke and Mara Jade. That's what they are. They are a male, they are a man and a lesbian who got married for tax benefits and have a <laughs> child. But like. And the child, and they co-parent said child, but they're not married, and they're well, they are married, but they're not in love. They're just tax benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I'll take Grogu on weekends. You can have Grogu on weekdays. That <laughs> when I say I ship Dinbo, that's what I mean. You ship them like platonic. I ship them they're in like- the way where he's a gay man and she's a yes. lesbian, and they got married for tax benefits. No hate That's to what I mean. <laughs> shippers at all. I mean, some of my armor Katan besties that would be listening to this, they're thinking, hate to Dimbo shippers. <laughs> but, um... I, I ship them in a gay way. Yes. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? I had something in my brain, and it totally, like, totally left my mind. I'll find it. Gro- Grogu sitting in Bo-Katan's lap. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> Bye. I can't say what because this is not. It, it's it's this not, is an eighteen plus. It, that's safe for podcast. Hey, wait! This is an eighteen plus podcast. Um, I can go into monster fucking if you want. Let's go. Well, I will say, but but they did such a good job with her wig. This it looks so good, better than that. I can't. I can't. This season we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. Was no really bad. No. We don't talk about it. It wasn't real. It wasn't. They, they need it to. Was, they should edit it with like even just CGI. Just fix it. Was not real. I'm her hair. Chef's kiss and this whole seat. Like everyone was complaining about how like Din was kind of pushed on the back burner this season. I'm like, well, so was Boba was pushed on the back burner for like two or three episodes in his own show. So I think that if Din can take over. Boba I show, Boba yeah. can take over Din's show. No, but okay. I do feel like the real reason for that, though, is because Pedro Pascal was, like, doing The Last of Us yeah. at the same time, or, like, whatever. And so, like, I really, like, I don't think he was in the suit that much. I do think he really mostly just did voice work, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Which is, so basically, like, you know, I think that's the main reason why. But, like, at the same, as much as I love Din, it's kind of hard the way that they wrote him is he can't carry his own show because they just, like, the way that they've written him. Yeah. I'm like, he's really interesting. Yes. But, like, I still feel like three seasons in, I don't really know much about him 
I hope that in like whatsoever because I know there's gonna be a Mando Mando movie I'm interested in too I didn't mention that and like season four I hope they go more into like even more backstory for him because we got like little bits and pieces but like like the Din Grogu thing and all I have so many I have so many questions (laughs) Din I need to know Din's life as a family I need to know who was his like mentor everyone think everyone's thinking it could have been the armor i'm like i would literally be foaming at the mouth if that were true but even if it wasn't i still want to know because there's so much about him i'm like i'm so curious about because he's the, like he's the main character of the show but i don't know shit about him and it's really really weird like two separate times involving Gro and technically bo-katan the mythosar opened its eyes I'm just yeah. saying. Like, I think Din, Grogu, and Bo-Katan are, like, they're gonna, like, they're, they're gonna they're gonna change everything, and I'm so proud of them, and I love them, and Din finally, like, actually adopting Grogu, and the armor was like, finally, bitch, it took you long enough. Like, she took was over. Long. She She's like, I thought you already did this. Like, what do you, like, like, what do you mean? We established this already, sir. Like, like, you could hear, the way she said this is the way after he was like, I will adopt him. She sounded so relieved. Like, like fucking fuck. finally. Big fuck. We were all thinking, we were all thinking the same thing. And you know what? Speaking of the armor, I, she, I knew she wasn't the spy. I was- It I was, made no sense. I'm I, like, homegirl's like too dedicated to like, yeah. commandos. People are like, oh, because the horns wha- in her helmet. I'm like- And I'm like- So fucking what? <laughs> when has she ever- Like, there's so many chances she had to like, be- Like, why would she be with Moff Gideon when literally she was fighting against him in like, season one? That's what I'm saying. If anyone was a spy, it would have probably been Axe Wobes, but, you know, he came through. He did. So. He did. I, I'm i not going to say sorry to him, but he he did come through. Um, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm proud of him for not pissing me off. Because <laughs> it, it's really easy for men to piss me off. But uh, speaking of Axe, I really <laughs> like the little fight with him and Bo. As she's she's like, do you yield? I'm like, I would not. I would beat me to a pole. Just just beat beat me into this ground right now. The shot with her holding the Darksaber, I just can't help but think of Satine. And we've all, all of us have been complaining about no Satine mentions. And I'm just thinking, like, what are Bo's thoughts? Like, that she's holding this weapon that literally killed her sister like i i really like i i need to know so badly what her thoughts were but fan fiction can fix that for me because we can all just kind of like hypothesize but um i'm like no city mention it was it's weird especially considering dave created her i'm like sir dave filoni knows that she exists because he literally created her you'd think that there'd be a mention, because Satine is an important part of, first of all, Mandalore's history, but also just Bo's story. I want to know more about Bo and Satine when they were younger, like, growing up. So we need a Bo and Satine sisters novel. When? When? I need it. Um, trying to think what else happened this season. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm gonna rewatch it, just because I need to, but Bo-Katan and the- <laughs> 
armorer. <laughs> um, their little, like, development, whether you ship them or not, there was development, and they both aided in each other's character arcs, which I thought was really cool, because literally in season two and in the book of Boba Fett, you know, like, in the book of Boba Fett, Armor's like, Bo-Katan's a cautionary tale, and then goes in her Fuck little... Bo-Katan. And then she's like, actually, I will fuck Bo-Katan. Literally. And then <laughs> in season two, Bo-Katan's like, that cult, they ruined everything, blah, 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 blah. And then she realized, oh, shit. No. First of all, they're not a cult. Second of all, they didn't ruin everything. Mandalorians themselves as a whole are the ones that we've splitted each other up on our own. It wasn't this one covert that did that. And... See, like, I just, I don't know where to begin. Okay, um, the, well, first of all, Bo-Katan act, like, where, uh, Den's like, keep your helmet on, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that obviously makes sense, because they would be like, what the fuck is she doing here? Um, and the armor's like, well, you, you bathed in the living waters and you kept your helmet on, so you could just hang out with us, like, I, I don't mind, I don't care. Just hang out. Bo leads a mission- like, a successful mission, saves the day, uh, tells the armor about seeing the Mythstormer, and the armor's like, yeah, okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed. I love that, but I think the armor wasn't, like, brushing her off. I think she's just like, this is the way, okay, like, I believe you. At first she was like, yeah, yeah, I know you were dreaming, you were dreaming, like, gasping. <laughs> no, she- but, um, and then, but she, I think she obviously, like, accepted that, and she was like, no, Bo-Katan's like, She's the one. She's the one I, I need to be following. I need to keep my eye on. Um, and then she, t- she, she touched, she touched her, her arm. She, she touched her arm, which she doesn't, we haven't seen her do that with literally anyone else. What woman needs to touch another woman's arm to say, you need a repair, let's go. And then makes Bo a new fucking pauldron. I can't. And then, and then... Take uh, off your helmet. Uh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm stim- I can't. I can't. The way she's- Emily swallows her- she, she does it so well, and I'm like the lesbian in me. I- I- I can't. It's just the way- She, like, the way she's- Because you can hear it in her voice, the way she says- do you respect my station? Take off your helmet. And she says it more, like, more gently, but still as, like, a command. And Bo's like, uh, 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 like, she's like, like, this usually, like, confident and, like, you know, like, she's a very confident person, but obviously she has her insecurities, and in that moment she's like, this, this, this armor covert lady wants me to take off my helmet. What do I do? What do I do? And then she takes off her helmet, and the armor just stares at her, and walks towards her, and stares at her some more, and then walking out together. They walk out together, and I can't. And everyone complains, they're like, well, how come Din was given all this shit, blah 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 blah. Because the armor learned with Bo-Katan, like, she didn't- like, have you ever heard of people admitting to their mistakes or admitting that, like, oh, or people changing their beliefs? It does happen. Like, hi. Also, also, but, like, didn't grow up with the yeah. covert, though. Bo didn't. Bo didn't. So, you know. <laughs> like, people were complaining about it. I'm like, but 
it clear like the re- one of the reasons why I love the armor Bogatan so much is that we see how their beliefs change about each other and they're like like the cover and like what Bogatan was doing, like all that stuff. You can see their opinions changing and literally in the finale they are fighting side by side together. Lady Kree's reinforcements have arrived. I want that tattooed under my eyelids. I, 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 the way, again, Emily Swallow did, that delivery was everything to me. And you could hear the smile in the armor's voice. I know this. She was, like, she was smirking. But the thing is, the armor was just, like, fighting with her hammers, not making any sound. She, she's insane. She, she, she wasn't breaking a sweat, and she was looking around, looking for more people to kill. Um, and while Bo-Katan's, like, sweating, panting, <laughs> falling over, I'm like, I love this, I love the armor. And I'm glad that we got more of the armor this season, that we got more, like, character development. Because, like, literally these two characters that, like, had these, uh, like, these opinions about each other before they even met, and then they met... And they went through all this little moments in development with each other. And now they're literally standing at the Great Forge. You know, like, with the torch. I'm like, that's... I, I think it's... I hope they don't... John, don't fuck it up. I don't care if you make them can or not. I don't care about that. Just don't fuck up, like, their development. The theories that the armor is Bo-Katan's sister really irritates me. Not just because I ship them, but because, like... Having another crease makes no sense yeah. because where was she during Clone Wars? Mm. Like, yeah, it, no, just makes, it just makes the family tree more complicated. There's no like, mention. Don't do that. There's no mention don't of do, another just sister. Just don't do it. And just I'm don't like, do it. Not everyone needs to be like blood related in yeah. Star Wars. It it doesn't need to be a thing. I don't want anyone saying, well then, we're race car. Um, no, that's different. It's different. Anyways. That's different. And also... There are theories about the armor being Rook cast, which, like, I'm like, I don't care if she was, but I prefer her to be just some, like, really cool character that we've never met before at all, and she's just really awesome and cool and amazing. I, like, I, no hate to anyone that believe well, hate to anyone that believes the sister theory. I hate you. <laughs> oh, um, but I don't know. I like that. I while well, I like that the armor is like mysterious. I do want to at least know her name. <laughs> I, it would be nice, but honestly, does John know her name? No, no, no. John hasn't put that much thought into it. But the fact that her and Bo are they're gonna be rebuilding Mandalore together. But then I think about this, and I'm like, okay, so the First Order. But I what happened? Well, because it, well, in the Rise of we Skywalker, to, we see the, we have time. We, they have some time to at least vibe on this planet before the First Order comes yeah. in. in the Rumble- they got a good... They have a good 20-some years. In so the you Rise know of Skywalker, they see... We see... Some people point out there was some, like, Mandalorian, like, ships. So, you never... You, you never... You never know. Yeah. I just... They have a good 20 years before the First Order comes in. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so they can be gay for 20 years. That's so real. Um, trying to... Th- also, I made the the armor katan brain rot has gotten so serious that I not only wrote a poem, I oh. made a playlist and oh boy. I think about them all the time and I actively keep searching for more edits 
They are your convergence polycule. That's what they are. I'm so, like, I'm so insane about them. And shout out to the Armor Catan group chat. Um, because I know they'll be listening to this because I told them about it. And I don't, we just been, for now, we've been calling the Armor Pam. It's just Pam. Pam and Bo. Um. Oh, God. But, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I really needed to say. I, I also like that the armor is just, like, she's, she's so mysterious, and she's, I don't know, I, I really enjoy the energy that she brings to the show, because you could tell that literally everyone, even, like, people not in the covert, really respect her, because she care like, that's how she carries herself, and she obviously looks super different from everyone else. She has this cape, she has her golden helmet, like, no one else has that no one else looks like that like she's very like she's everything and i'm curious to see Bo and the armor leading together like officially because we saw like their moments of them like working together you know i'll volunteer to go down mandalore with you but i i'm curious to see like how the what rebuilding mandalore is going to look like and, of course, there's going to be situations where people are not going to agree or, like, the covert and, like, people who aren't a part of the covert that might clash. But I, I'm i excited to see that and I really hope they don't mess that up because I've really been enjoying getting more lore about it, about everything this season. I like season <laughs> three. I Is it my favorite season? No, season two is. But I like season three. I really like seeing Bo's journey. I liked the armor getting actual screen time because they introduced her in season one, didn't have her at all in season two, had her in the Book of Boba Fett, and just, like, sprinkled her around as this, like, authority figure in Jin's life that he really respects. And now she has become a part of, like, Bo's story. And Bo's become a part of her story. And I think that's really neat. And I love her very much. And... I saw, you know what, and I'm going to mention this, the, the, I'm going to call it sapphic phobia on Twitter with this one person. Um, she was like, why do people need to ship armor in the Bo- and Bo-Katan? Like, why can't they just be two strong women? Why do you have to sexualize them? I'm like, you literally, sh- and this person ships Din and Bo, so I'm like, <coughs> if anyone shits on this ship simply because they're women, I hate you because... Two women, like, two strong, powerful women are allowed to be their separate individual human beings, but also be in a relationship. It, it, it's it, it's possible. It's a thing. Like, we have Val and Cinta, <laughs> Literally. Yeah! Like, I don't know. Um, there's so much. There's so, there's so many thoughts I could say, but... I, my brain's kind of going blank now, so we'll, we'll move, we'll move on. We'll move on. I'm ready to move on, finally. Oh, we are ready. Kels was, like, staring at, I'm sweating, because I was getting so worked up talking about, listen, I, like, they've been, they've been, like, my, I've had Armor Contain brain rot since. They, they are your convergence polycule. That's what they are. I need them. I need you don't, them. You don't get what the polycule is, because you haven't read Phase 2 of High Republic, no. but when you read Convergence, <laughs> when you I, will understand. When I finally get there. The, you, the Convergence polycule has taken over my life. It's fine. Anyway. <clears throat> Star Wars 
Wars favorites because we are two lesbians and we do love Star Wars. We we, we do. And we're not uploading on May the fourth. This is our early. This is our early, this is our lesbian May the fourth episode. So you know, uh, favorite movie. Uh, I think we all know mine, but I will say it again. Um, it is Attack of the Clones, which is underappreciated by it the is. fandom. I encourage you to go rewatch it again with fresh eyes, okay? Um, Anakin is not cringe. Anakin is a 19-year-old that doesn't know what he's doing. We were like, all, we all didn't know what we were doing at 19. I still I'm don't like, know what I'm doing, and I'm 24. This, this boy was raised in the Jedi Temple to not be romantically interested in anyone, and suddenly is with the person he's had a crush on for 10 years. Would you know how to act around them? No. Um, uh, yeah, Padawan Anakin is a superior Anakin. I will not elaborate. I am right. Uh, favorite, my favorite show is Rebels, because it is the superior Star Wars show. Um, Argue with a Wall. Real. Um, <laughs> Real. Uh, the favorite, favorite books... Uh, let's oh see. Boy. Uh, <laughs> Last stars. It's it's good. Uh, Convergence, which rewired my brain in ways that I didn't realize could be rewired. I have read that book five times in the course of five months. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't have it with me, but it, the annotated version of that book is embarrassing. It's probably a good thing Zarina Cordova cannot make a celebration because if she... If I saw her, I don't know what I would do. I probably would scare her away because all of my annotations of that book are just... It, it, it's worse than Lost Stars, my annotations. It's really bad. Um, Dark Disciple. Uh, Shadow of the Sith. Biggest surprise, honestly. Not expecting me to love Shadow That's sort of the Ochi brain rot, which is a whole thing. <laughs> I think those are my top. Yeah, those are like my top five. Was that five? Yeah, that was five. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention is Resistance Reborn, which is my Avengers Endgame because it, it's it's the sequel. Well, after okay, Aftermath is also in my top. Aftermath, the whole trilogy. I can't, well, if I were to pick one, it'd be like the, the second one, but. Um, but yeah, the whole trilogy, life-changing. Um, but yeah, uh, Resistance Reborn is my endgame because it's literally the sequel to Aftermath Bloodline, which has my boy Ransom Gestapo in it. Um, uh, Battlefront 2, Infernal Squad. It's fine. I'm very normal about Infernal Squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the Poe comics. And yeah, it's 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 a lot, but and then and characters. Anakin Skywalker, but I love him in a non-boy, fanboy way. I love him in like, and he's a trans and autistic man way, because he is trans, and he's autistic. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let me piss off all of the fanboys with that sentence. Um, Do you think any of those fanboys are going to be listening to this podcast? Probably not. <laughs> we're but called the queer were, ascendancy. If they were, they'd be triggered by that sentence. Uh, and then uh, I do love Wedge Antilles. 
Zeriel Warren, Fane Kyrell, Ezra Bridger. You you remind gonna, me of Ezra Bridger. I'm gonna stop before I keep going because I will not stop. Oh, I, when I wrote that, I Quinlan was like, Voss, oh, we're both Quinlan gonna Voss. go off on this. This is very vague. Quin, Quinlan Voss. I also throw him in there. Because uh, I'm still running on the high that was Quinlan was here. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that was such a, like, a, like, little moment. I was like, I heard Quinlan was here and I'm like, Kels is losing it. I, I thought yeah, of you. I, the amount of, no, the amount of, I had like half the internet checking in on me that day. Same with January 30th when Dennis Lawson was announced to be going to celebration. The, all the entirety of Star Wars Twitter just getting together to make, check on my well-being. Um, uh, scores? Honestly, okay, the Attack the Clone score, we don't talk about it enough. Slaps. I mean, yes, it gave us Across the Stars, which we all knew. Or Across the, wait, yes. Yeah, Crestor, yeah. which we all knew was a good one. But the rest of them, amazing. The whole album is great. Um, people shit on the Kenobi thing, on the Kenobi score, but it's because it was dr- by a woman. Like I know for a fact that if, a, if it was a male composer, the like complaints about the Kenobi score would not have happened. But because it was a woman, um, yeah. also Ludwig Göransson. Cannot do no wrong. That man kills it. Yeah. Every everything he does. Yeah. Uh yeah. And then and then ships. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, knuckles. Well, okay. Uh not to be basic, but Annie Dalla, but uh, like Attack of the Clones, Annie Dalla. And they are a lesbian couple, I will not elaborate. Um uh, Wedge Luke, obviously. Uh, the Convergence Polycule. Uh, they were a polycule. Like, it's in the text. It, it's very obvious that the four of them all fuck each other. Um, and then, obviously, there's the Firebrands. And then there's 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 Del and Iden from um, Battlefront 2. I just, I love a male wife. And his girl boss. I love a girl boss and her emotional support male wife. That is them. Thane and Sienna, obviously. I think about them every day. Uh... Oh yeah, Wedge Nora too. They also deserve rights. Wedge has two hands. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's just, I'm just gonna stop. It's your turn now. Go. <laughs> My favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One, which I remember when I first yep. like ja- joined uh, Star Wars TikTok. I when I first made like my very first Star Wars TikTok, I got hate for that. A lot of fanboys were like telling me to go kill myself, and I'm like, they were like twelve. For so, Rogue I mean, One, I expect that for Attack of the Clones. For Rogue One, they they don't like what? Rogue One. Oh, weird. They don't I was like. like I, I what's love weird is because Rogue One is always. I'm always like that's like the one good Disney movie. It's argument. It's so. It's everything to me. Um, show is Rebels. Rebels is my favorite animated, but it's also my favorite show. Like overall, like overall. Um. 
I could go in. I could do an analysis of every single show. My thoughts. I could go into heavy detail, and I will. We can do. You know what? We're gonna do an episode about each, (laughs) just each show before Ahsoka. (laughs) We need to do a Rebels episode before Ahsoka comes out. Yeah, we 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 could. We should do like a whole like Clone Wars and Rebels episode where we just talk about all of that, and for people who, for some unknown reason, don't watch. Rebels or the Clone Wars and are watching Ahsoka, they can listen to our podcast and learn nothing. Um, books, sl- I put books slash comics, but the only comic that I have physically is the first Thrawn comic, um, like physically, and I and I cherish it and I hold it with care. I take care of it like it's my own child. But my favorite books: Thrawn twenty seventeen, um, Dark Disciple. Brotherhood. Um, I really enjoy A New Dawn. Um, Lesser Evil. Um, I could, I could just literally list, like, almost every single book that I read in, like, the last, like, however long I've been a Star Wars fan. Um, those are my current favorites. I am going to be reading... I have. I want to read Lost Stars and Master. Yeah, Lost Stars Gang Rise Up. I'm reading Battle. Like I said, I'm reading Battle Stars right now. So after that, I'm gonna read Lost Stars. I'm. I'm gonna. And I'm pinky swear this time. You will understand. (laughs) Soon you will understand. (laughs) Characters. Oh boy. Chilla Saduri, Rey Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi, Thrawn. Um. Bo-Katan, the Armorer, um, Animated Ahsoka, Hera Syndulla, um, Agent Callus, Zeb, um, Plo Koon, Finn, Poe, <laughs> just, there's so many, there's so but I just stopped, just, that's right, I was like, I need to stop, and I'm like, yeah, um, <laughs> scores and music, oh wait, before, I, I can't believe I didn't mention Tech and Crosshair. Tech, Crosshair, Echo, Hardcase, um, Oh, Captain Fives, Rex, he is Rex. on the content. I can't believe I didn't mention I, all him, of, I'm sorry. All of, Omega, all of them, all of them. Mm. Um, okay, now, scores slash music. Omega's theme, Omega's cool. theme, Ray's, yes. Ray's theme, Burying yes. the Dead, Ugh. The Clones, the clones and no, I have I forgot I forgot the name, so I'm gonna pull it up. Um, let's take back our planet from the Mandalorian season three. Walk the way together, stronger together, and the Great Forge. <laughs> the Mandalorian theme song, the Book of Boba Fett theme song. I could go. Oh, on. the Book of Boba Fett theme goes so hard. It goes so hard. Hot take. I'll enjoy it more than the Mando theme. The Mando theme's good, but the Boba Boba the Book theme. Of, oh. Yeah, that that one's. That one's a banger. It's so hard. Literally all... I don't think there's a score in Star Wars that I hate. I love all... Like, I love the Force theme. Every time I hear the Force theme, I, like, want to cry, sob. Um, but I could go on and on about my love for the Star Wars music. I literally listen to, like, Star Wars lo-fi, too. Like, um, all the time. I... The Clones version of Star Wars lo-fi by Close on Sundays... Everything to me. Anyways, ships. 
We all know that I ship Thrawn and Eli. We know this. We know I ship <laughs> Arkatan, um, Kanan and Hera, Kalazeb, mm, me and Trilla, um, Finn Poe, um, <laughs> Tam and Sinara from Resistance. I have to mention Resistance because it doesn't get enough love. It doesn't get enough mentions, so I will mention it. I still need to watch it. I'm so sorry. I will get to it. Everyone complains about it, but, like, I will say... I know, everyone complains half about of season it, but one, my friends love it. The first half of season one, I was like, oh, this... But then after that, it, it like, it was, it, like, picks up for me, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll, like, I'm gonna... Who, who, I feel like I'm missing, like, a really big important one for me. I feel like, um, <laughs> you know, uh, um, hold on, I'm thinking. It makes you feel better, I probably forgot someone too. So. There's, there's a crack ship that I didn't know, like, I didn't actually realize existed. Sky Bridger. Not that one, but yes. Oh. Thrawn and Ma- Thrall. Thrawn and Maul. I'm like, that would be a really... I re- well, I remember when Jez made that one. I, that would be a really interesting ship. I'm so curious. Um. There's so many ships I could discuss. So I won't. We could do... A, we should just do a whole episode about ships. Mm-hmm. This is where I spread the fledged Luke agenda more and so I, than I already have. I love that. I'm I, the convergence polycule. I love that I wrote ships and we just immediately assumed like romantic relationships, which is well. If we want to go ships, I will talk about how I think X wings are sexy and they, they are me. the ghosts. I love the ghost. I love that you just you just by bypass what I just said. You're like, I, yeah. No, I said I. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about X wings. I like. I thought you sexy. just ignored what I no. said. Wait, it's fine. No, wait. Continue. I no. I just mentioned I'm sexually around by X wings. Oh, you know. I yeah. I did not <laughs> hear that. My my brain just decided to pluck that out of my memory. Exactly. I am so sorry that I did not validate you feeling, I am sexu- cringe. feeling sexually aroused by X-Wings. I hear you. I see you. And I apologize. Do you? I, Do you? Because well, when we both get really excited, we... I we we do this a lot where we kind of sometimes miss each other's <laughs> points and just start spewing what our little neurodivergent brains would is spew. I mean, that's valid. <laughs> that's valid. Anyways, Kels is sexually attracted to X Wings. <laughs> Not clickbait. I, I honestly, I'm gonna say it. I hate the outside of Star Destroyers, but the inside of them, specifically the First Order ones, because I, I on Disney Plus they have like the ship fly through, and I looked at it. I was like, this First Order. Star Destroyer looks really good on the inside. Mm. It really, it really does. I'll give it to them. I, I don't stand them, but I, I'll give it to them. The, they did in terms of interior design. They did better than the Empire. <laughs> That's all I can yeah. say about that. Um. Anyways, so um. I do also love the Bastion Legacy. Yeah. How could you? I'm surprised that you didn't 
throw that in with your your. I love the Western <laughs> legacy, and I love the after Shadow of the Sith when Pride sees the Bestwood legacy in in the Star Destroyer and Rise of Skywalker. You can just see the fear in his eyes. He's like, oh no, not that fucking gremlin. Because yeah. again, my favorite scene in Shadow of the Sith is when Ochi brings the Bastoon legacy nose to nose with this Star Destroyer and it's just crouching in the crock pit <laughs> like a little fucking gremlin and it's just face to face with pride through the windshields just like, <laughs> That's Poor, I love he's, him. He's so chaotic. I love him. He's so chaotic. I love him. He's so me. I need to mention the Millennium Falcon. I I know that's like a such a. We we knew this was coming type of answer, but I really do I, love that ship. It's, I just realized I did not mention Ochi in favorite characters. I am sorry, I oh failed. Oh my goodness! But he, how could you? <laughs> Ochi. That's my husband. He's my boyfriend. I can't believe I didn't mention he's my on, boyfriend. He's on your stickers. I he is. I need one of those stickers. No, what's really funny is all the anytime I gave anyone an Ochi sticker, it was just their reactions. Because some people were like immediately excited, some people were just really confused, some people were just like, "Thanks, okay," or some people just got really excited that you had a Capri Sun, and I'm like, "That's yeah, it's everything." But all of the authors. All of them have an Ochi sticker, and I oh want to know where they're putting him. That's really Where funny. is he? <laughs> Someday you're just going to see them posting pictures, and in the background, you're going to see the Ochi sticker. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, a Star Wars project we want to see happen. I could do many. Uh, Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Trilisidori novel. I already said Kree's sister novel. Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Just Rogue Squadron. Just, is just it happening? Squ- just, at this point, what I want is I just want them to say, it is done, it's not happening, or it's, like, in production. Because at this point, I'm like, just take it out of limbo. I don't care mm-hmm. which way it is. Just, just tell me if my dreams are done or if it's happening, you know? It's better than me sitting here like, I have no idea. Yeah. But it was funny. Bo-Katan show. Um, Song uh, of Bo-Katan. Uh, wet, wet, Wedge Flight School comic series. Mainly so I can get uh, Nora Wexley in comic form. That would be very sexy. That's so valid. And me mentioning Song of Bo-Katan reminded me a point I really quickly <laughs> need to make. That I didn't when we were talking about Mando Season 3. Din's little speech... To Bo, I was like, he's so poetic. And I know he has his mu- where he like, like has no thoughts, but sometimes he's like, let me become a poet. He's for so a like, and I'm like, where'd that I, come from, sir? <laughs> I I kin him in that moment because I too would follow Bo Katan to the ends of the earth. Anyways, back to what we were talking. I literally just want books, Star Wars, books. Star Wars project. No, you know what I want. I want them to, in Light of the Jedi, in Chapter 2, they mention that in-universe, Jedi smut novels exist. Um. I would like them to publish them as an in-universe thing. Where, like, it's as if, like, someone in the universe is reading these. But it's kind yeah. of like the... Because there's that one higher public 
tie-in book that they published that like exists in universe type thing as if like as a textbook they would read in universe i want that i want them to release these smut novels for my because you know i i don't just you know for funsies it's never gonna happen but i i want them to yeah (laughs) yeah it's valid to want that if they mention it why not yeah why not why not give the people what they want give me my smut novels (laughs) Also, give me a Fontuziri cave scene. Thank you. Give me armor novel about her whole... An armor biography about her whole life. I want another Thrawn novel. Battlefront 3! I want to know... Battlefront 3! Battlefront 3! Thrawn! Where I actually can get Iden, Del, and Zay as a happy family together, but I didn't get that because before I could, they fucking killed... I need, I need, I need more, like, I need Timothy Zahn to write more Thrawn and write more Ascendancy. I need, I need that. That's all, that's all. That's all, that's, that's the only thing I can think of now is Thrawn. I need more. Like, written Thrawn. Because written Thrawn is peak Thrawn. 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 Yeah. But not, anyway. But not spelled how he actually spells it. Spelled T-H-R-O-N. Oh, thrown. 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 <laughs> anyway, in typical us fashion, we must end this podcast with a, a quiz. Uh, the quiz that, that Becca found is, uh, which Star Wars creature are you a sea? Oh, it is an, it's from the official Star Wars website. Uh, when, when did they post this? Is it a, is it it was posted during Halloween. April Fool's one again? No. Oh. It said Halloween. It, okay, it was it was posted in 2015 on, on October 29th, so no, it is not April Fool's joke. No, it is not like the one quiz. We oh took right, April Fool's joke. But I thought I thought it was funny because Delicious Beast Scrub just worked for me anyway. Anyway, here we go. Oh no, Kels froze. No. Wait, hold on. There's bad connection. Not the bad connection. Okay. Okay. Also, we have ten minutes left. No, nine minutes left recording in this segment, just so you know. What do you like to eat? Anything put in front of me. Anything high in protein. Anything easy to catch myself. (laughs) Or anything my master throws at me. High in protein. Um... Yeah, because I don't want to eat what other people are giving me unless I, like, want it. Um, what would your superpower be? Telekinesis, invisibility, flight, superhuman speed. Flight. Yeah, flight. (laughs) How do you prefer to spend your weekend? By a lake, at a ski resort, in the country, in the city. In the city. By a lake. I'll go with that one. What bothers you the most? People invading my space. People who have strong opinions. Slow drivers. Pests. I'm going to pick people invading my space. I invading need my, my space. I need my yeah. space. I need my space. How do you calm down after a hard day? Spend time alone. Watch TV. See what my <laughs> friends are doing. Take a hot bath. I do all of these except for take a hot bath. 
uh, watch TV. Because watch for me, watch TV is also spending time alone. So I'll just spend time alone because that encompasses everything. There you um, go. What do your friends like about you? My sense of humor, my warmth. I always call the shots. I throw great dinner parties. All of these could be me. I mean, probably my <laughs> sense of humor. I don't know. I yeah. Because I. I do. I do tend to call the shots a lot in my groups. Um, so I'll go with that one. What do your friends dislike about you? Oh, a lot. Um, should I show up unannounced? I can be clingy. I can be controlling. I'm scary when I'm hungry. I'm scary when I'm hungry. I can be clingy. Um, <laughs> clingy. Which is, which is closest to your favorite hobby? Hunting. <laughs> Swimming. Snow sports and chess. Neither, but None I'm gonna of pick the che- above. chess. I'll just go snow sports because I live in the Arctic tundra. Real. What do- when- how do you protect yourself in battle? Oh boy. Sneak up on my attackers. Man the biggest weapon. Steal from my enemies. Hide. Hide. Steal from my enemies. I would hide. I know me. How would you respond when someone asks a favor of you? Quickly come to their rescue. Laugh at them. Manipulate the situation to work in your favor. I don't do favors. But the thing is, I I would ask- I manipulate de- the situation. It depends on the situation. Because I, I can't- I need okay, to- Well, just answer that question. It is not that hard. It don't is. Don't overthink it. Uh, I overthink everything. <laughs> just, just to answer that question. Um- I'll do quickly come to the rescue, I guess. Alright, what did you get? I got the rancor. That's so- that is so you. Yeah. I got- wom- a wampa. The- th- A wampa? Yeah. Abominable snowman. You're a I loner. Got- you have a pretty <laughs> bad temper and are really, really strong. You'll eat pretty much anything and enjoy leisurely walks in the snow, especially if you get to attack something. Just remember, stay away from Jedi with lightsabers. Oh, I'm saying you've got a pretty short fuse and doesn't help things when you've missed a meal or two. This may seem like a bad thing, but being a little scary sometimes is a great survival tactic in both the Star Wars universe and the real world. Nobody has the guts to mess with you, unless he's Luke Skywalker, of course. Well, if I'm Wedge Antilles, I want Luke Skywalker to mess with me, so... Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Kels, where can the good people find you on social media? The the good people can find me on TikTok at Discount Sansa Stark and on Instagram and Twitter at Sansa Skywalkers. Uh, Yeah, don't let my Little Mermaid themed Twitter fool you. I do just shit post about Star Wars over there a lot. Even though my profile picture is never... It's, it's a thing. Yeah. What about you? You can find me on TikTok at... And I'm not spelling... Because my first name and my middle name are spelled weird. It'll be in the description. My TikTok <laughs> is Rebecca Shea. My Instagram is Rebecca Shea. My Twitter, which I will spell it because I don't put in the description of our podcast, so if you're listening, you can follow me, and that's it. Um, it's Sapphic Mirko. Mirko is spelled M-I-R-K-O. And you can follow our podcast on Twitter 
at Queer Ascendancy and on TikTok at The Queer Ascendancy. We don't really use TikTok that much, even though we have more followers on TikTok than we do on Twitter. But it's fine. It's fine. But it's fine. Um, so, yeah, thank, thanks for listening. Um, happy Lesbian Visibility Week and may the 4th be with you. Yeah. Um, that's it. Kelsey, have anything, any final closing thoughts? It says poor connection again. <laughs> Kels! Not the poor connection! Oh my gosh. Kels! Should I end it? <laughs> okay, there you are! Okay, any final thoughts? <laughs> Anything else you would like uh, to say? That's it? Ochi is sexy. There you have it. We're ending on that. That's it. Bye. <laughs>